Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence and your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online at ForecastSalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we're moving out of Scorpio and into the Sagittarius season with a new moon coming in on Wednesday. From the deep waters of Scorpio, we shift to the joy and optimism of fiery Sagittarius. Sag energy reminds us that we are the forever student, exploring, traveling, wandering around, picking up new lessons, reminding us it's the journey that we travel and not the destination. It is a time of new adventures in every aspect of your life. Allow for this trust and this faith as you take these new steps forward. Tune in to your daily practice to ground your body and energetic field as you navigate this immense energy coming forward. This is a time to know your energy, your truth, your voice, finding ways to tend to the struggles of your life with the tools like Reiki, intuition, tarot, EFT, and stones and crystals will help add amusement and joy and help you release the crisis and the traumas in your life in such an amazing way. All of these cosmic forces and energy alignments I talk about on my energy focus for the week which you can find live on Sunday nights on Instagram and Facebook. We talk about what's going on, we align our energy, and set intentions for the week, and I pull the tarot cards for guidance. Join me or catch the replay. Now is the time to know how you process your energy. Are you using your energy in a productive manner? Are you finding yourself drained, tired, procrastinated, depressed, or perhaps even fearful of how to move forward? What are those energy drains? And what are they causing you on a daily basis? Check out my latest quiz, The Dark Side of Energy Drains, where you will uncover the evil archetype that is stealing your energy and how you can use the strengths of that archetype to raise your ceiling on success. Links to the quiz will be in the show notes. In today's episode, I speak with Michael Mayo, a medium, psychic, and astrologer who shares his new book, Spirit Speaks With Us. In this episode, we talk about his view of evidential mediumship, how to develop the craft, myths, how anyone can train, historical mediums, meditation, daily practice, and how life is eternal. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause and center and set an intention for where you are right now.
So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Take a nice deep inhale, bring in the breath up the body. And exhale, pulling that breath all the way down, grounding, slowing down. Inhale, expanding the breath up the body. And as you exhale, call in your energy. Call in your spirit. Feel the energy of your spirit coming in for you. Inhale, breathing up the body. And as you exhale, dropping into the heart, right in the very center of your heart, feel that connection that you have with your spirit and the greater spirit. Know that you are known. Know that you are loved and protected. Feeling all this energy come in as we call in the masters, the teachers, the archangels, the crystal beings. Calling in your own spirit guides. Feeling this energy coming in around you. As we take this moment right now. Noticing where you are in this great wheel of life. In this hemisphere, we find ourselves in the direction of the west for the season of fall. The direction of the west is where the sun sets each and every day. Imagine yourself standing in all these beautiful colors of the sunset, noticing your life, the struggles, the release, the letting go. It is the season to remind yourself that life is a cycle, that we do have struggles that we work through, that we release back to the earth what no longer serves so that we can find the gratitude for our growth. Calling in to the west, the north, the east, and the south, above us, below us, right into the very center, taking a moment and setting an intention right in that deepest part of your heart. Allow those elevated emotions for this intention to radiate out from your heart setting that intention all around you. Inhaling and exhaling, feeling yourself centering, grounding, bringing the awareness back. As you're ready, blinking the eyes open, coming back. My guest today, Michael Mayo, is an internationally trained medium, astrologer, and spiritual teacher. He developed his mediumship in the United Kingdom under mediums such as Gordon Smith, the School of Intuitive Studies, and Eileen Davies, Arthur Finlay College. Michael brings a practical, grounded, and evidential style to his spiritual work. While developing his mediumship, Michael graduated from the University of California, Irvine, with a BA in psychology and a social behavior and a BA in drama. 
With his passion for teaching and helping others discover their own unique spiritual connection, he has taught and stayed in the U.S., Europe, and Australia. Michael is also a second-generation astrologer with over 18 years of understanding astrological theory. He teaches and holds workshops throughout the United States and abroad, helping others explore and personally develop their understanding of astrology. Blending his many spiritual gifts and skills with a practical, grounded, results-oriented approach, Michael helps you to discover your strengths, what holds you back, and empowers you to discover your own inner strength and grit. He provides a safe, positive, and supportive environment for each person that comes to his workshops, development circles, or consultations. Throughout his many years of working with the spirit world, he has brought messages of love and hope from those on the higher side of life. His greatest mission is to show that life, like love, is eternal. He created his online school, the Oak Bridge Institute, where he teaches progressive foundational mediumship courses to students all over the world. He is also taught through the Shift Network. So let us welcome Michael to the show. Welcome, Michael. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for coming and congratulations on your brand new book. How exciting Spirit Speaks. I'm very excited about it. It's the uh, first first book and hopefully not the last one, but I, I'm excited to get that out there to everyone. Yeah, and I, I love the way you outline it and I love the way you talk about it and just give so many great ideas, even the way you talk about even that beginning of the letter to the developing medium. I really think that's really great. But I'd like to start with just asking you, like, what led you to write this book at this time? Yeah, well, thank you, number one, for having me here. Thank you for letting me be a part of your community. Um, I decided to write this book because it needed to be written. (laughs) Um, It needed to be written because mediumship in today's sort of day and age tends to be mm, an an uncertain sort of, um, how do you say this, like, You don't know what you're going to get, basically. If someone says they're a medium, that can mean a whole host of different things. And so what this book is about is evidential medium. So creating mediums that are going to be able to show you that this is your loved one, that they do go on, that are going to be able to provide evidence of things that you'll recognize, that you'll know, rather than maybe what can tend to happen, which it tends to be more like your grandmother's here and she says you need to go and go in the forest and connect with mother earth and do all these sorts of things that don't really provide, you know, the evidential quality that goes, no, this is your grandmother. She died of cancer on March 36th. That's not a real date, (laughs) but on on this date at this time, and, you know, these very evidential factual things that occur. And this is important so that we know that our loved one really is connecting to this person. And therefore we can trust the message that comes after that. Yeah. So let's just go into a little bit more. What do you see or how do you see mediumship? How is that definition for you? Yeah. So mediumship is the ability to connect with a departed loved one in spirit. Um, We also have other forms of mediumship where maybe trance mediumship, for example, where you might bring through a spirit guide or something like that. But more succinct and specifically, it is connecting to departed loved ones. Yeah, I think that that definition has opened up a lot. And some people see it that way. And some people say, oh, it's not just that. Like you said with transmediums, like the guides, the angels. So I think there is, I think both definitions are kind of running around. So for you, it is that connection with the departed loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. And, And there is a big, long history of mediumship being something that is evidential that we, you know, you 
amazing mediums of the past could give you full details of first name, last name, middle name, can be able to provide you information about, you know, where something is located, all kinds of different things that the spirit world can give us that really shows you that you're connecting to something very, very real. And for me, that I would love to bring back into it um, and make things more specific. Yeah, it's interesting. I know there's several different people and I've had several different people talk on the show about their way of looking at mediumship. So I think everybody can come in and then use that way in which they're trained and their experience to bring forward what they're bringing forward. So talk about a little bit of some of the myths, because you do start out in your book talking about some of the myths of mediumships. Yeah, some of the myths of mediumship are, uh, for example, believing that you have to be born a medium. That is completely untrue. Everyone is a spiritual being having a human experience. And therefore, it is actually quite natural for us to connect with the spirit world. There's nothing that we need to have earned, you know, karmically or anything like that. You right now are already connected to the spirit world. All we have to do now is just train your awareness to quiet the thinking mind so that you can become aware of more of what you are, more of your spirit. And that's how we make that link to the spirit world. So that's one of the many things that... Uh, that I think people are told, right? These things come from media, they come from religion, they come from just our social kind of interaction about what mediumship actually is. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I think it's kind of like, you know, I work on the tarot and they used to say the tarot was secret and all these myths that they put and they want to keep it separate. But I think part of that really too is like, oh no, I'm not born special or I didn't bring it in from my grandmother's grandmother's (laughs) whatever, right? But I know know in my own work and just the training I do, it's like it's that consistent practice and showing up and learning the skills. And if you want to train in mediumship, you train in mediumship. You want to train the Kashuk record, you train the Kashuk record. You want to do past life regression. So I do think it is a skill right? And I do think it's a practice. It's definitely a daily practice. I can, I'm sure if I ask you, do you have a daily meditation practice? You're going to say, yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think sometimes people do forget that. Right. And I think that especially in today's age, and one of the things I really love about your book and what you're bringing out is that we need this to come out now because consciousness is evolving and we can connect. There's so much isolation and suffering right now. And we feel so alone. And I've lost both my parents. I came back to Birmingham to help them both. And right now I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'm so alone. Where's my family? And then when I go quiet and deeper, it's like, I am not alone. I do get messages. I am with that oneness of all. And I think people really do need to hear that message. Absolutely. And and I think you're nailing it right on the head with that, that our connection to ourselves is really our connection to everything else, everyone else. And I think it's that recognition of that. And that's what we really go into in the book is how, you know, because some people are like, well, I don't want to develop as a medium. I'm like, well, Mediumship as the phenomena of communication is a minor aspect of the real thing. The real thing is about understanding the self. It is about understanding that you are a spiritual being. It is understanding and spiritualizing the self, right? And so the more that we can connect with that, the more we're going to be able to have more compassion, more understanding, more peace. And so that's really what I try to focus on. I love that connection with the self. Yeah. The deeper I go into the work, whether it's with my clients or my own self, I do. I learn so much more about my own consciousness and my own soul's work for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that in the beginning, when you talk about that letter to the developing medium, you really do. You're like offering people like this is the way that we can understand more of where we are and how mediumship is a responsibility. 
to oneself and to others. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. I think that, you know, we live in a day and age of the, we want everything now, we want everything yesterday, right? Um, And so I think people rush their development and they try to, you know, take a weekend workshop and now they do this thing. And I think that it's really important for us to recognize that there's something about time. There's something about cultivation, maturing in our spiritual awareness and understanding. And with that comes ethics with that comes responsibility because when someone is in grief when someone is in a vulnerable state um, what you say or don't say can have a really big impact on their process on who they are and so we need to be really mindful about how we approach things and I think that if we're rushing our development rushing our uh, desire to you know quickly grab a TikTok and get a YouTube video make a podcast um I think that we may be missing out on sort of the maturing process within us. So my, my first little bit is just this um, welcoming people into this journey, but also saying, hey, this is going to be a responsibility. This is going to be a lifelong cultivation of not just who you are, but also how do you relate to the spirit world and how do you relate to people as well? Yeah, I agree. And you have a topic in there on ethics. And I think that's really important for people to understand because I get this all the time. Like sometimes I'll just be like in a Reiki circle or something running energy. People go, well, did you get any information on me? You know, and it's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, that's like, that's not what we're doing here. And I think that, you know, people need to hear that. Like we're not always on. How would you, how do you talk about that? Yeah, um, I say it's just as important to turn it off as it is to turn it on. And so we need to learn to do that because if we do, if we're always open, it really starts to mess with your discernment. It also isn't really great for your energy because it means your energy is always going out trying to feel for the next thing. And so we really want to learn when I'm working, I'm working. And when I'm not working, I am just normal Michael, because it's important for me to live my normal human life. That's why we're here, right? And so it's important for me to, I can wear my mediumship hat when it's appropriate, when I have consent, when I have been invited to do so. Um, and that's not to say that occasionally, right, you become aware of something, but mature, maturity in your spiritual awareness is knowing, is this the appropriate time to say something or is it not? And so I think that that's really important for people to understand. And I do. I agree. I think there is that responsibility. And I think just coming up to people and go, oh, I just got this hit on you. And then blah, 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 blah. To me, that's just so not fair. It's just really, it's just not. It's well, you, very... don't, you don't know where they're at. You don't know yeah. if they believe in this sort of thing. In some religious traditions, it's actually really considered bad to have a spirit speaking to you because it means they're not at rest. Right. So you don't know where that person's at if this if they think that it's, you know, a demon, because that's what people think is, you know, mediums are can communicate with demons, some religious beliefs and which obviously we're not. (laughs) But (laughs) but they might believe that and that might be really troubling for them. So you don't want to just do something like that without someone, you know, being open and ready and willing to, to experience it. Yeah, I know in the work I've been trained in, especially in the Kashyyyk records, like there's always permission you know, permission to enter the records, permission to open up this energy, you know, and unless you're working one-on-one, I do, I believe that, you know, in a group setting, especially, well, I guess as mediums, y'all work in groups and galleys and stuff like that. So you are having permission when people come in, but I do think it is a responsibility of the healer to understand that, you know, of the reedy, the medium, however you want to look at that, to recognize when they're around. Although I have to chuckle because I don't think anybody would ever call me normal, (laughs) even in my (laughs) normal state, right? But I'm just joking with that. I had a little chuckle when you 
said that, but I agree. I think that, you know, like everyone else, we have our work and then we have our other life and really having those boundaries is really important. It really is. Otherwise burnout and just really just getting into other people's, you know, stuff. I just agree. I agree with what you're saying. I just don't think people can just automatically go in, you know, and there is a lot of that going on in Instagram and the social media, like people hack people and then they're like trying to break in and let me do a reading. It's like, no, if you're getting those kind of messages, that's not really what it's about. That is for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned that just because it's so important to recognize that most people that do this work and who are genuine and authentic will never solicit you for a reading ever. Yeah. So just as a little PSA out there for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I just got hacked again. I think that's why it's on my mind. It's like this is like the fourth or fifth time. And it's like, this is just ridiculous. Like people that yeah. know me know I won't do it. But luckily, I think more and more people are becoming aware. But mm-hmm. I do think it's important that our listeners know that, you know, we do have ethics. We do have responsibility if we're doing this work because it's not always easy work to do. You know, especially, you know, working with people that have passed and the grief. Let's talk about that how, I mean, that hurts, it's suffering, it's sadness, right? And I know I'm here to help shine light on that, but still we have to go into some of those heavy emotions. And I'm one of those, if I see it, I say it, you know, if the cards come up, we read it. So how do you look at that? And especially like with grief, like how, how do you work with that with someone? Many times I've heard it's hard to bring in, you know, deceased loved ones if you're still in grief. Yeah. So it's interesting, you know, with grief, number one, it's, it's, it is a challenging thing for anyone to have to go through. And if you live long enough, you're going to meet it, you're going to know it. Um, And it is something that, you know, is a central part of working as a medium, right? That's what you're dealing with on a day to day basis. Um, It is really important for with with grief, to recognize it's going to look different for everyone. It's not going to be the same road for each person and that it's going to come in different waves and different ways of of presenting itself. And I feel that when someone is in that state, they are fragile, they are sensitive, they they can be impacted in so many different ways. I know I know for myself, I actually didn't fully understand grief until I went through it with my own loved ones. And then I really got it because I was doing this work long before I had lost anyone close to me. And it wasn't until I lost someone close to me that I actually understood, you know what? There's something, I can understand the value of what we're doing here. Because within mediumship, our job is not to necessarily heal anyone. We can't heal the grief. Like a mediumship session isn't gonna take it away because regardless of what we know as mediums, that spirit still continues on. We still have to deal with the physical loss, the cultivation of a new relationship to those that we love, right? They may not be gone, but I can't hug them. I can't hold them, right? And so we as medium needs to be quite um, sensitive to that. And I think that it's also important that we really are conscious about what we say, how we say it, when we say it. We will never heal someone of their grief, but what we can do is be a rock in the storm to help them remember, you know what? They passed once, but they have lived an entire life. Trying to bring people back to that because oftentimes when someone is in grief, we live on that same passing over and over and over. And so it's to remind them that your life didn't pass, your life didn't end, 
right? You get to still live on and so do they, and you will see them again. And so sometimes just letting them realize that they will see that person again, that they will be with their loved one, that can be enough to help them to remember to live their life again. Yeah. What a beautiful point really is that we do. I I know when my mother passed, it was hard. And I was actually grieving for both parents because I didn't really grieve for my dad because I was so concerned about taking care of my mom. And it was big. It was big for me. And I was stuck. I was stuck on that one event for a long time. And I really had to look at it and really notice like, okay, you know, courage to move a little forward. Let's lift the vibration a little bit. But I really was stuck and it did take me a while. And I agree. I've helped many people through grief and dying and help people in that dying process. But really when it is that personal, it does open up to a whole nother understanding of what we're going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are many people that will go, oh, you know, bypass it, like bypass the feelings. But no, we can't. We have to go through it. And there are many stages of grief and we have to go through each of those in our own time. We really do. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for really clarifying that. I think that's very comforting to hear that and being reminded that there was a whole lifetime. Yeah. And the memories that come up, I just had my mom come into a dream just the other night. She popped in. It's like, oh, and right as I realized it, the dream was gone. Like, no, come back, come back. Right. (laughs) But it was such a nice touching moment, you Mm -hmm. know, that like felt in my heart. And I did, I laid there for a few more moments, just like, you know, remembering and feeling that presence of her. So that was really beautiful. And just that whole idea of consciousness, You know, I really think that we are souls and we do keep going and we do come in for many reasons and then we do connect and we have soul families that we travel with. And to me, that was so comforting when I really kind of let myself move to that next stage of grief and just realizing, yeah, and rereading some of my favorite books, you know, Brian Weiss's Many Lives, Many Masters, that one just really brought those messages back around. And grief is a big it's a big time in one's life when they go through it. So I love the way in which you talk about that and deal with that and then bring those messages in. I think it's very healing. Not that agreeing with you, not that we will heal them, but that it will offer a touch of healing light for them. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. So your book brings in so many things, especially for the developing medium. I think it's really great clarifying what it is, dispelling myths, understanding what the experience is. Let's talk about that for a moment. Like what do people expect or what do you think people expect? Or why don't we just clarify what happens? (laughs) Yeah. So like in, in a reading, you mean? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So when someone comes to a medium, um, essentially what we're going to do is we're going to quiet our thinking mind. We're going to allow ourselves to become nice and passive and receptive so we can become aware of your loved one or who whoever's there for you in spirit. Um, it's important to know that mediums really can't just call up anyone. It's they're not we're not like a you know cell phone. We can just like push that contact and bring them for you. But we they usually do show up. Um, the thing that connects the, the the telephone line, so to speak, is love. So that's the thing that that bridges the two worlds. As Rumi said, love is the bridge between you and everything. And that I believe is very true as it applies to mediumship. So you're bringing your love to the sitting, your desire to connect with the 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 your loved one in spirit will be enough to usually bring that person there. Um, once we do, we will start to describe who we start to sense. Some people are going to see them. Some people are going to feel them. Some people are going to hear them, depending on what clairs you have. And we it's our job then to describe, here's who this person is. So things like personality, important dates, maybe names, 
memories, shared memories, things that have happened since their passing. There's all kinds of different things that medium can bring. And so for me, when I work with someone, all I have them say is yes, if they can understand it, no, if they can't, I'm not sure if they're unsure or um, I need more information if they're not fully clear on, on what I'm saying. Um, rather than have them, you know, me say, who's John? And then have the sitter speak and tell me everything. The less the sitter says to me, the mm-hmm. better. Because if you, the less you say, the more I'm getting from spirit. If you start telling me things, I'm my, my logical thinking mind is going to start kicking in. It's going to want to understand the information and try to figure it out. So the less the person says, in fact, if I knew nothing about the center, that would be ideal. Like, I don't even need to know your name. I don't need to know anything. Just be there. And I trust the intelligence of the, of the spirit that they will bring forward what is needed for this person. And I think that's the important thing is that a medium should be able to provide for you whatever it is that the spirit is trying to give you. And so the less that I'm influenced by the sitter in any way, shape or form, the more clear, the more free, the more relaxed I'm going to be in my connection. And so essentially they should be able to bring forward some sort of evidence that you can recognize this as your loved one. And then anything that the spirit world wants to say, and let me tell you, spirit people, they got a lot of thoughts <laughs> on what we're doing with our life, just as they would here. Right. So you, they, it's or funny. oftentimes it's things like, you know, I'm sorry for how I treated you or thank you for, you know, taking care of me uh, at my passing. Right. So there's so many different things that they can talk about. So it's really just establishing who the communicator is with enough evidence and then being able to bring forward what do they want to talk about what happens if nothing comes forward has that ever happened absolutely 100 mediums as much as i would love for you to stick a quarter in me and i spit out and i'm like i got your mother here like i wish <laughs> i could do that every single time but unfortunately i'm a human being and sometimes it's just not working that day when we work with our mediumship it's a three-way conversation it's a conversation between myself the spirit world and the sitter sitter is the person receiving the information. And so there's this three-way energetic experience that if one of those pieces is off that day, it may not work. And that's okay. That's the nature of mediumship, right? So sometimes it's going to work amazingly well. Other times, maybe not so much. If the medium's maybe off, hasn't been sitting, maybe is unwell, is a lot of stress in their life, right? So we have to learn to mitigate some of those things. That's the tricky thing with being a medium is that you're, you have to think outside of the sittings, um, like what is it that you're doing to maintain that sensitivity? Kind of like an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. An athlete has to train all the time. Um, we're sort of similar in that we have to make sure we're sitting in the power. We have to make sure that we're taking care of our physical body, our mental health, all of those things so that we can easily move into this other awareness. Yeah, I totally agree. Setting up your foundation and having that yeah, and keeping yourself healthy and clean and vibration high, 100%. Yeah. And so I love that you go into these details in the book. You offer them tips on how to get started, the ethics, as we've talked about. I also like that you've talked about here some of the historical mediums and giving a different you know person for each kind. Who's your, do you have any favorites? Do you have any ones yeah, that are really? Yeah, yeah. I have some favorites. <laughs> um, well, those that who have passed, um, some of my favorites include Gladys Osborne Leonard, who is an incredible trans medium. Um, and she would bring through her guide and her guide would actually be the one giving the information and the messages from those in spirit. And so she would go into in a trance state and um, the Society for Psychical Research studied her extensively. Mm. 
And they, you know, found her to be genuine. She was very, very convincing. She was actually hailed as like the queen of spiritualism at the time because she was so well-respected. They would do tests on her. There's something really interesting called a book test where she would go into trance and then the spirit communicator would start to describe the place where the, you know, the studier was, uh, the researcher lives and say on your mantle you have uh, th 13 books in on your bookshelf on the left you have a green book with a binding in gold writing it says this if you go to page 346 you'll find on this paragraph it says the following and be able to do that as a test to show look we really are getting information from you know a higher source a higher place and she was able to do those things another oh. one um that i really really love is eileen garrett who is an incredible medium. She predicted, or uh, yeah, she she tried to stop this plane from going down, uh, this military plane, a couple of years before uh, it happened. Then when it actually happened, she brought through the pilot who explained exactly word for word what happened to the plane when they finally put the plane together three, you know, the wreckage together three months later, all of it was correct. So there's such incredible detail that can come through mediums. And that's kind of what we're trying to bring back a little bit more. Yeah. Awesome. I love that you include that. I think it's fascinating, you know, yeah, definitely to read that and to really see and understand even more and more how mediumship has developed and some of the great teachers that have come forward. Yeah. And so you include a lot of that. You include a lot of how to's so many great things, especially for the developing medium. I think it's really important for the, you know, the medium that's coming up to recognize that it is a training. It is skills. It's like really just honing in and everybody will have a way in which they can then interpret it and bring the messages forward, but training and sitting and really developing that is really important. And I think also too, you know, the awareness that as you train and you learn, like you can shift the way you see things, you can shift shift your perspective on what you once thought that it opens up to really so much more understanding the more that you really embody the practice. We can read stuff all day, but like you offer in your book, it's sitting down and doing the skills and having that perseverance and consistency to show up for yourself first and then opening it up to others. What is your mission? What is your hope for the book? Yeah. So my mission is to help people recognize that we continue on, that we're so much more than just our physical bodies. And that by connecting to that, we discover uh, compassion, peace, inner peace, harmony, uh, fraternity with other people. So whether that is making a link with the spirit world to connect to the other side for knowledge, for you know our loved ones, that sort of thing, or whether it's just connecting for ourselves, just to recognize that we are much, much more, that we are eternal, that we are divine. What I really think that that has a huge impact on not just ourselves, but the ripple effect that happens when we realize we're not just this, that the stories and the things that we, we live out, those are a part of the play of our lives, but that the impact goes throughout eternity. It goes beyond that, not just ourselves, but everyone else. So that's really my goal is to just help people discover that awareness and in a clear, accurate, specific and grounded perspective. I'm not the airy fairy type. <laughs> I am very uh, direct and clear and I like things to be that way when they can be. And I, the thing is, is I know that the more that people 
recognize the spirit world and spirituality can be more results oriented. I think that's when we start to get those amazing results that really make you go, wow, this is real. This isn't just something I'm imagining or pretending. And because that was part of my journey. That was part of what I um, wanted for so long. And so through my searching through different belief systems and practices and all sorts of things, it wasn't until I landed on mediumship that I was able to go, whoa, there is a subjective reality that I can interact with, that I can know. And then what that did is it brought me inward to understand myself more, to cultivate more love, more compassion, because that's what you end up realizing is that, wow, it's actually about that. The phenomena is cool, you know, objects moving on their own and seeing spirit lights and doing all kinds of those things, amazing and fun. But the reality and the most beautiful part is the part of the inner inner cultivation of the self. Yeah. And I love that. And I think in a world right now where everything is shifting and changing and there's not a lot of certainty right now, I think realizing that this is just a small speck of time in your whole existence. And I know for myself, that helps me just to kind of persevere and look at the bigger picture. And I think right now that is a huge way to have encouragement and strength to continue moving through, to really kind of step out of the grief or the trauma or the crisis of the world Mm -hmm. and recognize by coming back into yourself and the love of your heart, like you said, I think it can help us all right now. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you Scorpio? Do you have Scorpio in your charts? I'm going to say too, I read you are an astrologer as well. I am. So I often am asked if I'm a Scorpio. I get that all the time. I'm actually not. I am a Pisces, sun, sun. All right. Um, My moon is in Taurus and then my rising sign is Capricorn, which explains the practical grounded approach to everything. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Is that direct? I was tuning in on. Yeah. Yeah. I I got that Scorpio rising cancer sun sign and moon in Taurus. Yeah. Also very, very uh, sensitive there. You must be. Can we say that one more time? Very sensitive. (laughs) Very sensitive to where it even starts to affect the mental. So I have to really work on the mental. Yeah, yeah, really to clear that. So yeah, lifelong lesson for sure. So where does astrology fit into the work that you do? I love that. So it's fun because astrology for me is almost like a mundane sort of reality uh, thing. I don't generally mix the two because astrology is its very own sort of left brain sort of discovery and understanding. I tend to be, I'm what's considered a traditional astrologer. So I use mostly just the seven inner planets when I'm doing readings Mm -hmm. for people. And it's uh, astrology is just something that's been with me my whole life. My mom was an astrologer and she taught me how to do it. And then I taught her as I learned my techniques and got better uh, at, at that. And it's, it's fascinating. You get to understand people, you get to understand circumstances, understand life. And astrology is very good at prediction, especially if you use uh, traditional techniques. I mean, I've found lost objects using astrology. I have told people the exact day that something was going to happen on multiple occasions. So astrology can be very, very powerful, uh, especially if you're using kind of more of the traditional techniques with it. Yeah, I love it. It's been a lifelong study for me. I don't say I'm an astrologer at all. And I think my sensitivity and ruled by moon, you know, the moon that I do follow the moon cycles I have forever. And so I do like to bring that in, but I'm not an astrologer, but I do find it very helpful and have several astrologers. You know, my daughter, my children have astrologers that we work with. Yeah. So I definitely believe it can be very, very helpful and confirming and reassuring in a time when sometimes it is hard to make decisions and trying to look at what's the best time. And yeah, even 
then like when you go back and it confirms your life to me it is still very fascinating so yeah i agree with that yeah yeah so where would you like to direct people to find your work in your book yeah so you can find my book on amazon you can find it on llewellyn at spirit speaks and also if you want to work with me or anything like that you can go to my online school so i built an online school it's called the oakbridge institute center for psychical and mediumistic uh, development and so there we have weekly circles we have workshops we have guest tutors um, we also have uh, courses that will take you from the beginning of your development so you know nothing and take you all the way to working medium that's like a three and a half four year course um, but, you know, you can do them in small little segments. And yeah, that's where we, we have that. I've trained teachers to also teach alongside with me. So it's an institute. It's a school for cultivating. So if anyone's ever curious, they want to discover more about their own mediumistic or psychical awareness, um, that's where you can do it. Excellent. How wonderful. Yeah. And so I'm sure that book will be a great companion for that as well. Yeah. So it's been delightful talking to you today. I really love your perspective and how you're opening up and helping so many other people as well. And as we go to close, I do like to come back and ask this question. How do you feel that the work that you're doing, bringing your book forward and mediumship, how do you feel that this can help to empower the spirit right now in humanity? Absolutely. I feel like this empowers the spirit because it is becoming more aware of what you already are. When we live our life believing that we are just this physical body, that these these stories are the things that are real, um, it can feel lonely, it can feel isolating, it can feel loss and grief and pain. When we start to recognize, wow, I'm actually so much more than this, I am eternal, I will always be connected to those people that I love and maybe have lost, that they're never really lost and that they're just a breath away. That is when we can really start to find peace, find hope, find harmony again within our own lives and then share that with other people. Because as you mentioned before, it is a challenging time and we need more of that. And so if each person can learn to light their little flame of hope and peace in themselves, they can pass that on to other people and we can start to make this world a easier place to learn from. Yeah. I am eternal. Yeah. Connecting. Yeah. One breath away. Beautiful. Yeah. That hits right into my heart. Thank you. So Thank you so you. much. Well, all the best of luck with your book. I think it's awesome to bring it out into the world right now and your school as well. And thank you. Thank you again for joining us on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shay. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. To your spirit. Namaste. Namaste. Yes. This work will help you to become more aware of what you already are. We are more than we can see. When we recognize we are eternal, we are always connected to our loved ones. And this connection restores peace, harmony, and hope. As Michael says, we are eternal, just one breath away from those we loved. Our loved ones passed once, but they have lived an entire life. Reach out to Michael for his work and his book. And if you need help embodying the practice of spirituality, setting up a daily routine, reach out. Schedule a monetize your energy call with me. And let's talk about what you can do to get you started developing your daily spiritual practice. Thanks again for listening. Happy holidays. This is your host, Tarianne Hyman, to your spirit. Namaste. Namaste.